Hello, welcome to Foot Guns. It is Tuesday, February 8th. It's me, Wasabi Boat Research, uh, sitting in with Hal 69K. Hal, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just um, looking at some charts, like always. And before we get to the charts, we are smack dab in the middle of our winter fundraising drive. And seriously, it's like we've never really um, pitched the premium version of foot guns before and have uh, been kind of working behind the scenes to improve, uh, improve the newsletter, improve the podcast, improve everything that, that we do. Um, and just wanted to, to like take a minute to kind of like lay out the case for why people should become a premium subscriber. So how do you want to like give a quick rundown of like some of the content changes that, that we're looking at? Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I think part of why we weren't pushing for it is like, okay, can we even do this and sustain this? Um, you know, I, I basically uh, published the cheat sheet by myself for six months in a row, but we finally um, hired somebody, um, paying them now to, and then you know, I taught them how to how I my process and how I put the cheat sheet together and stuff. So we we now have someone that can rely on and um, not have to worry about me getting up every single morning. Um, so I'm not worried about uh you know making all these promises that i can't fulfill so um yeah we, we're going to publish this cheat sheet every single day which i think is important in crypto because crypto trades 24 7 and like you know you're going to wake up on sunday and you get some weird news and you want to see okay well you know where are the support and resistance levels that are going to match you know all this crazy news that i'm seeing um you know and then uh we're, we're you know two two times a month um and maybe a bonus third but definitely two times a month you're going to get uh the private podcast it's going to be either me and wasabi or me and boomer talking about you know sort of how we're seeing the markets how we're trading the markets uh, maybe even some very very specific trades or you know diving into some some specific topics um and then i'm you know publishing an article twice a month that's going to be uh, my opinion, you know, about something that's going on in the market or, or a crypto project or, um, yeah, um, you know, so, something that I think is important and I want to highlight for the the paid people. Um, and then, yeah, we're taking the money and trying to expand uh, foot guns and um, hire some new uh, content creators and, you know, some writers and, uh, yeah, maybe maybe even a developer and, and maybe try and expand the token a little bit more. Awesome. So yeah, like let's let's talk about the cheat sheet for a minute. So like when do you get the cheat? So this is for paid subscribers only and it's a daily uh, a daily like technical analysis of BTC, ETH. What are the other ones recovering? Matic. Yeah, so the so the top one is uh Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then um right now it is BNB and ADA, which are the I think they're you know somewhere in the top six or something. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to show you technical supports for stable coins. I mean, unless they start moving. Uh, <laughs> so it's just the top four cryptos that are not stable coins by market cap. And then underneath that is sort of my, um, it, in my mind, it's like uh, it, not necessarily the portfolio that I'm telling you should go out uh, and, and build, but it's, it's a good set of tokens to watch to sort of understand like what's going on in crypto because um, what you have is like a lending market, which through Aave, um, you have a side chain through Matic, you have a, a decentralized exchange through Sushi, um, and then you have 
spell, which is, you know, uh, didn't take it off even through all the controversy. Um, you know, it's this, uh, it's, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of similar to, to Maker, um, where you can deposit assets. Uh, in this case, most of them are yield-bearing assets, though, and um, mint a stablecoin against it. Um, and I don't, I don't think I missed any of them, did I? Um, yeah, I think those are the main ones. But like, I don't know, like in these cheat sheets, you've issued some pretty awesome calls. So like over the last few months, like what are some of the, I know Luna was a big one. What are some of the other big wins that subscribers have gotten from, from the cheat sheet? Oh, I mean, you know, one of the things that was like, I think really underappreciated is that I put spell on the cheat sheet, um, like three or four days before it topped. And, you know, the cheat sheet, like gives you a the, the resistance price like where it eventually topped out at and um we switched bearish and i think like we were bearish for like months on it right as it sold off right so um that's pretty awesome and then yeah it um it stayed bullish on luna like for <laughs> since like six dollars and i mean luna just kept going up through everything um and you know it even i mean it did uh it did flip flip bearish at the top um you 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 could have you know if you came in at six you would have gotten out around like 50 60 70 um and then i think the biggest thing that's been great is that the monthly support on bitcoin um started showing up at 35k um you know in december and we you know we i think we touched 33k as a bottom so um that's pretty cool that you could have sold when we flipped bearish in december and then you know just sort of waited for 35k to get back in so yeah if you're like actively trading this is the daily email that you're going to get that's super helpful um the private pods i mean if you have experienced the level of production quality and effort in our public pods just imagine that magnified in the in the private pods it's it's completely another level um you get the cheat sheet you get let's talk about the tokens so footguns has its own token and periodically we have done airdrops to subscribers and we're doing another one of those coming up soon right yeah yeah so we're gonna give tokens away to new subscribers um let yeah let's uh let's start it on the the 15th basically so like anybody you know that once we publish this, if you subscribe from now until the 15th um, and that point on, uh, if you send us your Ethereum address, we're going to start giving away um, some Footguns tokens. And the idea is to create enough um, holders of this token in a community that are interested in what's going on in crypto um, that we can play around a little bit in, you know, this is on um, Polygon Networks. So all the transactions are like ultra cheap, um, you know, fractions of a fraction of a penny. Um, and so, yeah, we can, you know, we can do things like reinvest some of the money in, in other projects or, um, yeah, uh, buy, buy NFTs. I don't know, maybe get involved with crypto gaming or something like that. We'll see. I mean, that, that's the point is like, get all the, get all these people with some tokens. We can do some voting and see what people want to do. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of for fun, but at the same time, um, you know, we're also going to pay, you know, right now we're paying um, some of the people that are helping us in the token, right? And there's money, you can actually swap it for US dollars on SushiSwap on Polygon, right? So, I mean, it has, it has a real value in real use, but uh, the main, the main point is to make it community driven, right? Because um, yeah, uh, you know, community driven news, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. So if you're listening to this, picture a giant yellow countdown clock at the top of your computer screen, just counting down uh, to the end of this pledge drive where we stop making this uh, annoying pitch to everyone. You're going to get the subscription to the daily newsletters. You're going to get the private pods. You're going to get the token airdrop. You're, you may or may not get a special uh, Wasabi verse NFT real estate um, that may or may not have some future utility in the foot guns universe. And let me, let me, so like the last thing I want to touch on is we have this discord group, right? So like if you're, if you're listening to this and you're kind of like, you know, tangentially into crypto, or maybe you have stuff on like Coinbase, but you haven't really delved into like DeFi and doing stuff on your own wallet, really like you kind of, there's a lot to learn about security, about how you, you know, to trade on DEXs, how to do stuff in DeFi. And it's really not like something that you can just learn from like reading one article. It's kind of like a, a process. And like, for me, I don't know how, like we've both gone on like a similar journey where it like takes a period of weeks and months and you just kind of like get sucked into it. Right. And you have to learn all this stuff. And like what I found, like really the only way to do this is like with a group of like-minded people and that's where the discord comes in. So if you, I think right now it's free, right? Like you don't even have to be a paid subscriber, but if you're listening to this and want to kind of like learn more about DeFi and, and get into performing actions yourself, I would encourage you to jump into the Discord and we have channels on there that are for DeFi, what is it called? DeFi 101 or like DeFi help desk. So like if you're trying to bridge from one place to another or do like a bunch of tricky stuff, like there's people in there that will help you. Um, so that is something that right now is free, but I think eventually we might limit that to only subscribers or, or lock that down in some way. Um, but for now, if you're listening to this, you don't even have to, to be a paid uh, subscriber to, to jump in there and start start uh, your crypto journey. All right. Well, I think I think they get it. So let's uh, let's talk about what's going on with uh, crypto. <laughs> yeah, um, we just bought. So, OK, foot guns. We just bought some Matic as part of this uh, foot guns DAO. And that is the native token of the Matic network, which is an ETH sidechain that, uh, like you said, has super cheap transactions. And I don't know, it's been struggling like the last six months or so, but had a, had a really amazing run in the, in the last year or so from like, I don't know, I'm not looking at a chart, but crazy multiples. So I don't know, do you have a, a thesis for it going forward? Like I, I was listening to a podcast with one of the founders of Matic and he said that actually if he had to do it over again he would not have issued the matic token as as gas on on that network he would have used eth so it was, it was an interesting take like he sounded not i mean not bearish on his own token but thinking that it it had some disadvantages compared to just using eth it, he, he felt that it kind of like set matic apart as not part of like the eth network Whereas like Arbitrum and Optimism, you're using ETH as the as the gas token. I don't know. Do you have any kind of like longer term term thesis on Matic? Um, that's really an interesting take. I mean, that sounds like he's like maybe feeling left out because I don't know. People people give Matic a lot of shit, right? From I mean, at least the ETH people do. From from what I've seen, um, I my my thesis on Matic is just like it seems like the it's like the 
retail playground if they don't want to be on Binance Smart Chain, right? Um, <laughs> that like it's basically as simple as that. Like it's it's really cheap, easy to use. I saw you know there's been these like sort of games that have come up on it. I mean, Klima was a catalyst for it to sort of come back alive, but then Klima hasn't really done that well. Um, I don't know. There's, you know, there's liquidity there. It's definitely like a fun place to be if you're a smaller um, person that wants to use DeFi. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's going to ever like, you know, flip Ethereum or anything like that. But I think um, it could grow into just being, you know, the place for the smaller person. Um, you know, it's still way cheaper than um, Arbitrum. I haven't actually used optimism i need to to go do that um but you know i mean it's it's slower than arbitrum but it's it's really really cheap if you're holding matic so i'm looking at the one-year chart in february 21 it was trading at seven cents and it's at a dollar 90 today yeah that's pretty crazy so like this is yeah i mean this is a prime example of my thesis on like just buying a basket of these side chains that are you know alternative layer ones or layer twos to Ethereum and just as a play on increasing, uh, you know, because Ethereum is still struggling to scale, all this activity and, and development and playground kind of stuff is going to all these other chains and they're just seeing crazy growth because of that. Like it's just a sign of like the bottled up demand for uh, DeFi and ETH transactions. So I would say like, Matic, put it in a basket with like Phantom, uh, Harmony, a bunch of these other ones that are just the EVM chains, AVAX. And that's kind of like one of my big plays for this year is just like kind of taking an agnostic basket of those and uh, and using that as like a kind of like a bet for what could outperform ETH or BTC, like if you want to go out into the to the riskier stuff a little bit. Yeah, well, we got to self-congratulate um well, you know, the foot guns token holders because we divested some, we sold 2,000 foot guns tokens into Matic when I think it was at like 158 or 160 or something like that. Um, but anyway, you know, it's trading at 190 right now. So it's going pretty great, great so far. Um, but yeah, we have to talk about what happened on Solana though, right? The, uh, what mm. was it, 250 million worth of Ethereum was, was stolen? Yeah. And we had talked about this like, Vitalik had this article that was very turned out to be very prescient, like warning about um, the dangers of ETH bridges and what happens if one bridge gets hacked. And then wouldn't you know it, like a week or two later that happened and what ended up happening, right? Like there was a period of about eight hours of people hand wringing because all this ETH uh, that had been bridged to Solana was suddenly unbacked and uh, what happened? Like the the uh, billionaire backers of um, Wormhole basically just like topped them off with some uh, couch cushion uh, change that they found, and what was it like two hundred million dollars or something worth of ETH? They just kind of replenished them, and that was that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, don't worry about that. We'll uh, we'll just put the Ethereum back in there. <laughs> yeah, two hundred fifty million dollars worth of Ethereum. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, do you have a thesis like? If you had a thesis on Solana, does this change change the, the thesis? Like, I, I kind of think that, like, 
I don't know, DeFi is like this. No, I don't. I think it's it's a confirmation of the thesis, right? It's that the if you're if you're betting on Solana as like the rich as the billionaires Ethereum, then you know that's exactly what you want to see, which is hey, they messed up, and don't worry, they got billions and billions backing it, so they're not going to let it go down. Um, you know, because right, that's like that's like sort of the argument between Binance Smart Chain and Polygon, right? Is that like Binance Smart Chain is controlled by Binance, and then Polygon is sort of you know a, a more decentralized, uh, like significantly more decentralized, and so if you you know if you don't care about decentralization then like yeah solana still works fine right as long as they as long as um you have that like you know it's kind of like that fdic insurance right <laughs> right yeah make sure your your bridge is backed by uh several billionaires i think yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know i guess like my thing on solana is like they're they seem to be in their marketing very focused on the throughput of Solana and and the the advantages that holds for high frequency trading. So like, it's great if you're running bots that are like doing arbitrage and trading in like hundreds of a second kind of thing. But like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that for just a second, and then you can go on your point. That just so people that know the the big thing that Solana pushes is that it has a traditional order book system. And a decentralized like AMAs, you know, similar to SushiSwap um, or, or Uniswap, right? So, uh, it you know, in this way, it can route orders through the traditional way or the decentralized exchange, and you know, uh, I guess it's going to be faster or there's better arbitrage or, or less slippage or um, you know, whatever. That that's that's the the argument that they make. Uh, anyways, go ahead. Um. Yeah, so like that's great, right? Like but it it doesn't strike me as a way to bootstrap this chain to like organic activity, right? Cuz like the the world where a high frequency trader is like making money is a world where there are all these like normal retail traders trading there that like have these patterns like, you know, I'm going to sell every Friday cuz I don't want to have exposure over the weekend cuz I want to go out fishing right and so then there would be like a a uh, pattern that the bots can like use ai to figure out and then take advantage of but like you can't like i don't know i just don't see like having that as a argument for like bootstrapping the chain right because like if i'm a retail trader like i want to go to the to the chain where the selling point is that like these bots are going to like rip my face off and trades like doesn't doesn't make sense right like i think they need to get like the retail in there first yeah yeah no no i completely agree i mean um it is also i, I mean for me it's just my like the thing that i don't like is when something's just oh i'm going to be a better version of something that already exists or whatever um i don't i don't know it just it's it's a bet that like sometimes it works out but it hardly works out and so you know solana is literally just um, Ethereum has a problem that we're going to fix by making, you know, our, our new chain rather than trying to, um, you know, build something on top of it, like inside of Optimism or Ar Arbitrum or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So do you still own any Solana? I do. I um, last, when was it? Last September or something like that. I had a phone with two factor on it for FTX and I had 
uh, quite a bit of Solana, <laughs> uh, and I never uh, like got the two-factor fixed or whatever, so I'm still locked out of the account. Um, so yeah, I'm just you know diamond handsing Solana until I feel like getting into that account. Nice. Yeah, I still own some as part of my basket. There, it's like Solana, Avax, uh, Matic, Phantom. I haven't. I, I view Solana as just another like betting on um, SBF. Like it's just kind of like a Tesla in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Cool. All right. Um, what about just a check in on the overall market? I know we're we've been doing some bear posting. Are you still feeling bearish? Um, I'm. I am short. Like I would. Yeah, I would officially say. Uh, you know, at the risk of my own being wrong on this podcast, I would officially say I'm bullish right now. Um, though I could, I could see like a a retest of 40k, but I think, I think before we go below 40k, uh, we touch 50. Um, and the main the main thing that happened was we got this outside reversal, which is where um, the you know the daily candle um goes both below and above the the day before and then it you know it closes bullish uh you know it's like bullish engulfing outside reversal um it's a pretty reliable there's not there's not a lot of like ta that's um like you know a lot of ta like people are like oh this is you know head and shoulders whatever um and then you know i, th- I think a lot of time they miss the point that like the patterns like already played out um, but then they also think it's like much more probable than it actually is. Like, you know, some of these things have like over history, they only play out 60% of the time or something and they act like it's 90% of the time. But yeah, outside reversals, uh, are pretty, um, uh, telling they, they, they play out very frequently, but again, you still don't know how, how far. So we had that like sort of bounce back up to, to 39k and then that rejection and then yeah i mean everybody just came in and started buying the crap out of it um uh and then yeah i um i i uh, lightened up yesterday because of um well not on my spot bitcoin but i was like buying the bitcoin etf the the, because that thing had just been like getting crushed ever since it um uh came out i actually like tweeted and was just like this poor startup company, you know, it's just like ever since the ETF, if you go look at the chart of the ETF ever since it came out, it just like went down, 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 down. Um, so I bought some calls. Is it trading at a discount to uh, the underlying? I believe a little bit or it was or something. I don't know. I don't really like, that's the thing. I don't, I don't ever like find the need. Well, sometimes I do, but in this case, I didn't find the need to like go figure that out. I was just like, this thing's just getting crushed and like, it just doesn't make sense for how bad it was. So yeah, I bought calls on it and they went up like 120% or something. So yay, sold those yesterday and then uh, everything sort of like pulled back. Um, so yeah, I'm still like, I didn't sell any of my like actual crypto. I still think we get some shot at 50,000. I think Ethereum goes to like, I don't know, 30, 34, 37 or something, uh, 100. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the altcoins will do. I I have I have some feeling it's going to be a mixed bag. Like I don't think I think if you're like holding altcoins right now and you're listening to this and you're you're like, "Oh, Bitcoin's going to go up. Like uh, Ethereum's going to go up. I'm um I'm set." I would I would not feel that comfortable. Like um there's some altcoins that I think are tracking Bitcoin really well, but I also think that there's there's a, 
a bunch that are just not going to come up with this rally. Do you have any view on the ETH Bitcoin uh, correlation? Uh, I haven't looked at it in a little bit. Um, the last time I looked at it, it looked like it was getting crushed. Uh, let me pull it up. ETH BTC. Because I've been starting to do a lot more um, Uni V3 LPing and just playing around with that and thinking about establishing just like a core position on uh, BTC ETH. Because like if you look, I don't know, I'm looking at like the one year chart of uh, BTC ETH and basically like if you had established a range in uh, May, June of last year, like you would have been set in that range somewhere like between like 10 and I don't know, 10 and 16 uh, ETH per BTC. Like you would just be sitting there making I don't know, 20, 30, 40% passively. Yeah, one of my best um, positions from last year, like, because that's the thing, right? Like, we were talking about the cheat sheet earlier. I have Luna on the cheat sheet. Um, but if you, you know, if you've been following Foot Guns, you know, I was talking about LPing and um, the one of my best performing positions was actually uh, Luna Ethereum LP on Uni V2. And uh, I think it outperformed just holding Luna by. 10 or 15 percent or something like that so you got you know 600 percent return with 16 percent on top of that 600 um you know yeah it's pretty nice and then you don't have to worry about trading it right you just pull out um when after you've been in like i, I mean you know obviously you don't want to like go into um a bitcoin ethereum lp uh after bitcoin's up 400 percent in three months or something like that right um but yeah, there it, it's really profitable. Yeah, so there are a couple of tools that I've been playing with. One is um, if you Google Uni V3 Flipside Crypto, and that's like a simpler tool that shows you has a map a, dro- a drop down of like kind of like the juiciest pools. I don't know how how it pulls these up, but um, you can see basically a simulation of like how much fees you would have made. Um, and you can put in your price assumptions and liquidity bound and see um, what kind of APY you'd be looking at just based on how tight your your range is. And there's another one called a DeFi Labs. And that one actually will tell you kind of like the optimal range and backtest of like how many days it stayed within, within that range. So I've been playing with that more. Um, you know what else you can do, right? This is... <laughs> the che- You can use the cheat sheet, right? You can... Uh... Yeah, if you look at the cheat sheet and you look at the uh, the support and resistance, right? And you basically just put your... I mean, right, if you're like, oh, do I want to have this Uni V3 pool for the next six months? I'll look at the monthly. Do I want to have it for the next three months? I'll look at the weekly. Do I want to have it for the next week? I'll look at the daily, right? Yeah, and it's interesting too, because like you want to... You know, Uni V3 is like this very interesting like trading game, right? Like, because you're, you're not... You're, you're trying to trade... You're trying to select the range that it will stay within, and the tighter your range, the more fees that you get uh, because, like, when it when the price is within that range, but um, the more impermanent loss you get. So it's like you're optimizing for for a bunch of different things, and there have been some studies that that came out about this showing that like a more a wider range, like you're, where you're getting less fees when it's in that range, but it's it's more likely to uh, stay within there and you do, you get less impermanent loss. The other thing is like if you're on ETH, 
um, you know, it's 150 bucks basically, or like a hundred bucks each time to like collect your fees and then move your liquidity bound. So like that takes up quite a bit, but like there's usually more trading on ETH. So you're going to get higher fees. So you have to look at the, um, you know, the volume of trading, you want to have a lot of use of your liquidity. And so are you being compensated enough for that gas fee on ETH? So like trying to figure out, does it make sense to do this on Polygon where there's less volume, but cheaper fees? Um, so I don't know, there's, there's a lot of uh, stuff to uh, to figure out. So I'm just pl playing around with a couple of different strategies. They have UniV3 on uh, Arbitrum now too. So I've got one pool on Arbitrum. There's the GMX uh, uh, Weth pool that I'm in now. Yeah, I've um, I've been playing around with it too, with a lot of success. Like I said, using the uh, the the same tools that I I use to make the cheat sheet to build some tight ranges around things that look like they're going sideways. Um, yeah, that especially you know something like Bitcoin Ethereum, right? Where you're not you're not going to just see it run away. I mean, you might see some pretty big movements like 10 or 15% or something like that, but it's not going to be like uh Ethereum USD where it goes up like a hundred percent in a year or something. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think like this is actually an area that we could explore more in like in the content um, going into like maybe even on the cheat sheet, like putting in suggested ranges for stuff. Like I think that would be really cool like something like a longer term range and then like a tighter, like if you're doing it on a weekly or every two weeks uh, basis. Yeah. That sounds like a great thing to add to the, uh, pay All right, side. So <laughs> uh, especially, especially like something for like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, what else we got? We had a podcast on, uh, the Danny verse Sifu. I don't know. There haven't been too many updates on it. I haven't, I haven't been, I guess we don't have boomer here. Boomers are, uh, time discord uh correspondent so maybe he can give us i did go to the i went to the time ama with that where danny uh was answering questions from the audience uh about you know basically everything from what happened to what's going to happen next um and the only thing that was interesting that I heard him say was that the only bad thing that he did was not tell us that he knew who Sifu was for three weeks. So, you know, it is what it is. He said that he was going to still um, uh, sort of, you know, consult for um, Wonderland and Abracadabra and stuff, but not be a, a major part of it for a while or something. Um, so, yeah, I'm... Uh, you know, I, I have some spell, I have some mim, like small amounts. I have some ice still. Um, but yeah, I, I think even if the projects continue on, uh, there's not going to be the exuberance for them that, that we have seen. I mean, spell, spell's been doing well. I mean, time, uh, price wise, it's not like didn't go to zero. <laughs> Yeah, I, after our last podcast, I sold my uh, I sold my time, so I'm out of that. But I held on to my spell because I do think like that does have a very valid use case, like this cross chain stablecoin that you can mint with uh, interest bearing assets. I've used it; like I could see myself using it in the future. It seems like they had a very big stress test and people losing confidence, and it managed to balance out um, through the kind of internal mechanisms of you know, you can pay off your debt at a discount if it's below peg. So that seemed to hold up pretty well. Um, 
do you follow any of the uh, anchor protocol, like Luna stuff? Like I know there's, there's been some, uh, been some, um, I don't know, questions about like their reserves, like running, I guess they, well, that was a bit of the, that, I mean, I'm pretty sure I said that on the last podcast, right? It was like, or was it, was it on the podcast or was it like before where anyways that like, you know, we were talking about like, Oh, well, you know, Mim's, uh, Mim is only backed by this much time. So it shouldn't be a big deal. And I was like, yeah, well, but if this big us UST position starts to unravel, that would be a problem. And then the, like that, that like literally started to happen. And so, um, I think people were just starting to realize that, you know, 10 X leveraging this yield farming of, uh ust is you know it comes with comes with some risks yep and that's ultimately backed by the pockets of the luna like the billionaires behind luna and that that whole ecosystem right like so there are some like sbf types behind that that can top up their reserves and anchor so it seems like that that's what may happen but i don't know it's it's definitely yeah that was one of my um that was one of my like bull cases for Luna when I added it um, last July that I was like, Oh, I can, I'm getting like, I'm sniffing out this a bunch of billionaires or whatever, backing this thing. Like it's not going to go down. It's just going to keep going up and to the right. All right. The U S treasury has Bitcoin on the balance sheet now from uh, this, this hack recovery. 3.6 billion dollars. So I'm not super up on this. There, there's a Bitfinex hack which happened, I don't know how many years ago. And there's, there are always these hacks. And then there are these large amounts of Bitcoin that kind of like get lost or stolen and, and not used for a long time. And then they get recovered and find their way back onto the market. And there's all this coverage and FUD and people worried about, are they going to dump the price? You know, are, are these things just going to get dumped on the market and tank Bitcoin price? So I don't know. Do you have any, any thoughts on that? Like these things always tend to take years to play out and by the time all the information gets out in the market it ends up being not really that big of a deal but it is interesting that there are these huge chunks of bitcoin that get frozen and unfrozen and moved around yeah no especially because right the price is going up so much nobody thinks about it it's like when these were stolen they were only worth you know two million dollars or whatever uh or 20 million dollars um and then now they're worth you know, 2 billion. And so it's like, holy crap. Um, or I guess it's 3.6 billion. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I think in this particular case, it's, the government will probably hold on to it. I mean, maybe they'll try and auction it off in the past. They've auctioned off a lot of the Bitcoin they got, right? Like that's how, um, Tim Draper got his, his Bitcoin, right. Buying it from, from directly from the government at an auction. um, yeah, I don't know if they're just going to get dumped $3.6 billion worth of Bitcoin on the market. Um, this would be one where it's like, oh, I wish Boomer was here to get his opinion on this one. Um, he he might have a strong opinion. Maybe we'll ask him uh, and I can write about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think the market is trying to pretend like it's upset about it, right? People were sort of saying, uh, this is why Bitcoin sold off today. I don't think... I think if Bitcoin was selling off at this news, like it would be trading at $36,000 right now, you know, it would have been just like a big fat red candle straight down. Um, so yeah, in my mind, the, the government's just going to hold on to it for a while and uh, maybe hire somebody to figure out what to do with it. We should just try and get them to deposit it into uh, badgers. But 
I think. Treasury Secretary, if you're listening, head over, over to badger.com, click on the IBBTC set vault. You may need to use the bridge, get it over there, deposit some convex while you're at it, keep those yields good. Yeah, see that? Look, look hold on. I just want to pause that. Like, it's kind of amazing, right? Like, in, in, his, in history, like the technologies around money, like this actually would be a big deal, right? You'd have to uh, figure out some way like, okay, where's this money, whatever. Like they could literally just do what you said. Like they could just go click on badger.com and move the $3.5 billion or whatever it is in like two mouse clicks or whatnot, you know, sign a transaction. Well, yeah, look, look, if you, uh, if anyone needs uh, technical support, hit me up or head over to our uh, discord. We'll get you sorted. We'll get your, uh, make sure your seed phrase is stored securely. Um, all right. So East Denver, East Denver is in a week. How, what are you doing? Are you getting an East Denver shape? I just went for a run before we recorded this. I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, sitting, sitting behind my computer screen, staring at charts. Now I've actually, I've been trying to go outside. It's, you know, I was living down in the Caribbean for the last year and a half and it's really easy to go outside. It's nice and warm and sunny. Um, but I'm visiting some family right now. <laughs> it's really cold. And, uh, you know, I've, I've gone out, I've gone out on a couple walks and stuff, but Holy crap. It was like freezing rain and snow and yeah, I don't know. Hopefully Denver, I, I, I looked at the weather. It, it, it just looked like it was going to be sunny skies and actually not too cold. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I was thinking I probably wasn't going to go um, for a while. And then on Friday night, I just got incredible FOMO and uh, started looking at flights. And uh, one thing led to another. So I'm going to be there kind of just on the tail end. And I think we'll overlap. So we'll meet up. If there are any uh, foot guns listeners in the sound of our voice, uh, hit us up on the Discord and we'll try to arrange like a, a meetup or something. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, right. I mean, I'm also down to just chat with anybody. I'll be there. I'll be in Denver like the whole time through the whole conference. So yeah, come into the discord, message me, um, tell me where you're at. I'll meet up. Um, don't rob me and uh, we can chat or maybe even record a podcast. If you got something uh, interesting you're working on that you want to share. Are you actually going to the conference? Did you like apply and get in and the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, I got a buff of corn. Damn, I I did not apply for the conference, and I guess I don't know. I didn't realize how how big of a deal it was. Like you have to apply and send all this info in, and then they like review your thing. And so I I just did this on Friday. So I sent some messages, and they said that there's now a twenty thousand person waiting list. So I don't know. I guess I'll be in good company with all the uh, other twenty thousand uh slack slackers yeah it's like a tailgate party outside of the stadium or yep. whatever so meet up with me east denver x unofficial event at a bar outside the hotel or whatever yeah no i'm down I'll, I'll probably be outside anyways like that's where the cool people are anyways um uh <laughs> yeah no i'm excited i think it'll be cool it's i i, I wonder how many of those twenty thousand people are gonna show up because that's a lot yeah all right so last thing i have here is at the beginning we talked about our plans for expanding foot guns and i i'm really excited about that and i think there's just like with crypto it's such a big universe and there's not one person cannot possibly cover everything so we have talked about issuing some bounties um so for payment in foot guns tokens um which you can sell if you want or keep um 
for writing, uh, you know, cool articles and stuff for the site and not just writing a one-off article, but I think like in my mind, it would be awesome if we had people that were kind of like correspondents for certain areas. So like I'm looking for like a chief uh, dog coin correspondent who's uh, on TikTok and uh, is uh, finding us the next uh, meme coin or is it going to be the board apes coin that they come out, you know, like something like. Yeah, we want a correspondent for every species yeah. of animal. I want someone on tick. I want a crypto TikTok correspondent. I'm really serious about this. Like, if someone can go and scour crypto TikTok and find like the best TikToks or like find what they're talking about on there, because like I just don't. I like TikTok. Like, I was looking at it the other day, and it's just like I don't know. It strikes me as like the it's like the perfect social media platform because it's like they took all the dopamine and they like filter out everything boring, and it's just like funny videos that are like three seconds long but uh for whatever reason yeah, also also uh discord court like somebody that's just like going and sitting in like a million discords and like telling us like what's going on i don't know i feel like uh there's just so much noise in the discord that like the challenge is trying to you know filter through you know the nonsense and try and you know because there is there is interesting things that you learn in discords and especially earlier on when there was less people right you could pick up stuff but now there's just so many thousands of people yeah so okay so here are the areas i think if you want to be our meme token and tiktok correspondent hit us up if you want to be a discord correspondent to just join a bunch of discords or have like a beat like maybe you're on the like all these side chains or L2s and like in all their discords and getting uh, the alpha about like what's coming up or when their token incentives are starting or, or, or what uh, important developments are going on. I think that would be an extremely valuable area. I, I have another idea that I think would be a cool article or like series of articles. Like when, when you're in discords, you get all these um, kind of like spam invitations for like pump groups, like crypto pump groups. So I've kind of like, if someone wanted to do like a gonzo reporting about like what actually happens in these and like, is it funny? Is it stupid? Like what, what, what happens in these groups? Like do some like undercover reporting for us. I think that'd be fun. Um, uni V3. If someone wants to be our uni V3 guru and head up, um, you know, putting out these ranges, uh, using these tools and the cheat sheet and putting it all together for, for readers. I think that would be a, a super valuable area um for more coverage uh yeah and i mean i i think like you know one of the things that i i try and do um and it would be someone that would you know could partner with me or do it on their own but um you know things like solidly that's about to launch on phantom you know we we built a we made a channel around it in discord and have been trying to follow the story we actually have like three or four of us and stuff but you know it'd be cool to to formalize that and have somebody that's um you know that we could pay a bounty to that wanted to go and actually uh write it all up for for everybody for, uh, that subscribed to Footguns to to read and learn about. All right, cool. So if this sounds like you, if you want to write any of this stuff and uh, be our correspondent, and maybe we'll you know get you on the podcast and have uh, have a segment for any of these areas. Like I think these are all places where a fortune could be made in crypto in the next year. Um, would be be a, a cool thing to to be on top of um, and and uh share that with everyone else who's reading so hit us up yeah please please do we don't um bite i mean it's hard to bite through discord so you know just stay away from us at denver all right well uh i think that's all i got so uh how you got anything else no no that's it um just 
you know, uh, just fingers crossed that the U.S. government doesn't dump three point five billion dollars on the market tomorrow. Oh, I think there's so. I think it'll take years for that to filter through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, instead they should deposit it on Badger. That'll only take like a few minutes. Yep. And if uh, if you're listening to this and need uh, technical help, JPal, just uh, hit me up. You know where to find me. Right. Uh, yeah. You have a good one. <laughs> All right. Cheers.